So my inspiration mostly came from traveling different parts you know, of the world when I was with Microsoft and with other companies, just as travel and leisure. And I was meeting amazing group of artisans all over the world. Today, we get to speak with Afsha Abbas. She's a technologist and a social impact entrepreneur. Afsha started her career as a software engineer at Microsoft, where she worked closely with business and finance teams, solving big data problems. In 2016, she left her corporate job and co-founded Fuchsia, a sustainable shoe brand on a mission to empower artisans from Southeast Asia. As the CEO of Fuchsia, she worked on building the company from the ground up. Nafisha Shoes work with more than 120 artisans who have shipped over 20,000 pairs to over 20 plus countries all over the world. Let's listen in to this conversation and how I discovered Fuchsia Shoes through a Kickstarter campaign. Let's listen into the conversation. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Afshan, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, going through the website, going through the Kickstarter campaigns, and I discovered back in 2014, I've been following the journey and, and all the work that you're doing with your team and, and the company, it's just so amazing and heartwarming. You know, me coming from Pakistan, born in Pakistan, and you, I know you're from Pakistan as well, you know, um, and giving a face or giving a platform for these artisans is just so amazing that you're doing. So how did it get started? And you know, what inspired you to step into that direction? So um, I, and um, before starting this company, uh, just a disclaimer, I knew nothing about making shoes. I come from, I'm, I'm a technologist and I come from uh, an engineering background. I spent almost a decade working for tech companies here in Seattle. So my inspiration mostly came from traveling different parts you know, of the world when I was with Microsoft and with other companies just as travel and leisure. And I was meeting amazing group of artisans all over the world, like artisans I came across in South America, in Asia, and then just being from Pakistan, I knew that, you know, what kind of hard work and um, indigenous craftsmanship skills goes behind creating these beautiful products and it really threw me off that there was no platform that would support uh, the work of the, the sure there is like there is Etsy's and Amazon's of the world, mm -hmm. but you still don't see uh, the work and the products from coming from indigenous artisans. So I decided to do something about it, and uh, you know we launched shoes from Pakistan. That's that's so so awesome. Give, and I think what also helped, and if I'm. I'm if I'm posing, let me know. What also probably helped is being a technologist and having the ability to travel and connected with the company. Because mm -hmm. when you're connected and when you're in a company like Microsoft and other technologies, the network expands and, and you have access to 
like knowledge base and ideas that that also helps move that motivation needle forward exactly and apart from that you know uh, it it's also it also becomes a part of you know of what type of team and talent you attract to become in part of this journey uh, i had a really good network of really smart people i was working with you know they helped me support me build this company and uh, you know i have just to kind of pull it off we are a really good expert team of uh, retail technologists mm -hmm. and fashion designers to pull a fashion startup which you know we have done amazing so far yeah absolutely and and uh, the the campaign uh, success shows it all you know you started with just asking for just a few you know, a few thousand dollars just to get off the ground. But then the, the response from the, the Kickstarter community, the crowdfunding community was so it's like it, it probably blew your mind the first time like that you yeah. launched the campaign, right? So walk us a little bit about, you know, what that experience was like. Yes. So uh, back in 2016 is when we launched uh, the campaign. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what the, our product was a very, uh, uh, it was a shoe that is traditionally worn in countries like India, Pakistan, and Indonesia. Not the whole world knows about it. And mm -hmm. generally, it's classified as an Indian shoe or a juti or a kusa. Uh, but in the American or like European global consumer market, uh, nobody knew about this shoe. Mm -hmm. So, the first thing that we wanted to kind of get out of the uh, like, you know, kind of test was, is there a market for this shoe? So uh, as uh, to test that crowdfunding just seems like a great fit, a great idea. Um, and, you know, we decided to launch it on crowdfunding and see before we kind of take a full leap, mm. uh, what kind of response uh, do we get? And, you know, little did we know about what opportunity we were getting ourselves into we were kind of blown away with the response, you know, the results. Uh, we just wanted to do like a $10,000 campaign. It ended up being like a $60,000 campaign in 30 days. We knew nothing about crowdfunding campaigns back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was our first campaign and yeah, so we nailed it. Absolutely. And, and you know, when you talk about getting the, getting the pulse of what the market is going to save for something that's brand new mm -hmm. crowdfunding you know crowdsourcing is definitely the way to go because that way you're getting in front of people who are ready to spend the money exactly right and kickstarter has created an, an amazingly beautiful platform for that totally so first, even uh, just one thing i'd add is like, even getting those uh, uh customers off kick kickstarter when we were not product ready, we didn't have the product figured out. It was just conceptual. Mm -hmm. It was amazing because, you know, they were people who just, uh, they were literally the founders of the company <laughs> with us. Yeah. So they waited for, uh, it took us eight months to deliver the shoes from the time we took the order. Uh, we were just in like prototyping phase. And they helped us define certain characteristics in the product also. So it was the best decisions, decision we made. Absolutely. That's, that's so beautiful because you, you overnight create a new community, right? It becomes a community and everybody's 
invested in it because they like the product, they like the vision, and they get to speak and hang out with like-minded people. So that's another big plus around it, right? Yeah. So once once the Kickstarter campaign launched, you you said it took you about eight months, you know, going through those prototype, getting those feedback from the customers uh, or backers and um, designing and, and creating just the product that they would love to wear and promote. So that was 2016. Mm-hmm. So let's say you, you delivered in 2017. Yes. Uh, how has it been since then? And what inspired you to come up with this new product that, that you just closed on last week? Yes. So um, when we got done with our Kickstarter campaign, 2000, this was like early 2017, mm-hmm. uh, we launched all our uh, classic uh, ballet flats design on uh, through, you know, our Shopify website. So now, you know, we're, we're just like anybody who wants to buy our shoes, uh, they come to our website, they place an order uh, directly through the website, and then we make the shoes. Uh, they're uh, sort of made to order. So mm-hmm. we don't have any stock or inventory, but you know, like uh, so far we have sold around 15,000 pairs of wow. uh, these shoes. And what the customers are loving about these shoes is like the beautiful embroidery, um, the piece that, you know, we worked so much on the comfort part of the shoes. So they're like, uh, it's it has become an everyday shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have customers who wear, uh, while they're, you know, doing outgoing, doing grocery shopping and, you know, they, they still want to look good. Um, they get like tons of compliments, which is basically why I started the company or what pushed me to start this company. And mm-hmm. I hear this from my customers today that they get tons of compliments because the shoes look so unique and so pretty that uh, people come and ask them, where are these from? Where to get these from? Um so um, so we had uh, different uh, customers. We had like teachers, we have um, a professional uh, working woman who work, goes to office and you know wants to change into something that is like more comfortable and uh, nice looking uh, for the rest of the day. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, ladies who are working from home or who stays at home and they just want a nice, comfortable pair of beautiful looking slippers. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we were really missing was something that was like more casual uh, wear that, you know, it has a more sporty look or it has a more... Um, um, you know, it would be a good for like a longer day wear. So yeah. that's how we came up with uh, our new sneaker flat. We are calling it a hybrid. It's not actually a sneaker, but it's also not a flat. Okay. Because we took our sneaker, uh, we took our flat and we put it on a sneaker sole. So it has this cool uh, platform sole. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hired designers, uh, shoe designers from Steve Madden. Uh, and um, um, some other textile designers to design and construct this shoe. So it's really neat. It has, it is a very minimalistic shoe, not our typical fuchsia shoe, which is like bright and colorful. Yeah. Um, But it's meant for, it's a different classification of the product. A brand new entry in the classification and the entry of many different types of shoes that are already available. That's awesome. 
and and from from the looks of it, it it looks really comfortable with with memory foam i think you've got in there some really neat tech built into it so it exactly so um for for this particular shoe we got really really obsessed with the design and the quality uh mm -hmm. the comfort piece and we wanted it to be like the ultra comfortable artisan made shoe so uh, we um, looked at different sustainable material. We found merino wool to be like the most comfortable, breathable, eco-friendly material we could use in the shoes. And then, you know, we combined it with like memory foam. We did a lot of testing with some preliminary testers. Mm -hmm. And then again, we launched it on crowdfunding. And, um, you know, we have uh, the project is successfully funded. So how was um, how was this experience the second time around when you went on Kickstarter? Um, it was good. Um, the thing is, um, we have around um, we have so we we had a lot of learnings from our previous project for sure. Um, um, and uh, it, it's a different time also. Like you know, we are sort of like in middle of pandemic and. Yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, factors contribute towards like, it's just not the product, but the timing of, you know, when you are launching the product and mm -hmm. um, we timed it in a way that because it's a merino wool, it's a wool shoe. So, you know, it uh, lands in our customer's hand just in time for holidays and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and we are on uh, this time around, we are, um, uh, uh, we are going to deliver it in a timely fashion, uh, fingers crossed. Yes. So uh, the, we are production ready, the shoes are already ready, and then we launch the campaign. So, you know, we can uh, have that sort of, uh, that, you know, otherwise, if you don't have, if you start the production after you have raised money, then yeah. there are a lot of risk uh, associated with it. So Absolutely. we eliminated all of that this time around and we just, you know, we went with it and we uh, took the shoes in production before taking um, um, the Kickstarter live. Nice, that's that's pretty awesome because you had the confidence that you've got a community, people are already buying these shoes or mm -hmm. the, or the originals and then you have the marketing, you have the community built around it, people are loving it. So introducing a brand new product knowing that the community is going to support and you, you know, you get exactly that because uh, we like to look good in our shoes. I mean, yeah, I have a couple of pair of shoes, but <laughs> you know, uh, I know my wife, she's got a ton, she's got a, you know, she's got a whole set of shoes, you know, for each act, other activity. So it's amazing to see, you know, these comfortable shoes and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that I'll be getting a, a couple of pairs for my wife because she likes wearing shoes indoors and, you know, keep keep comfortable and, you know, it helps with, with foot pain and we've got um, basically wooden floors all over. So yeah. it helps with that for sure. Yeah, she should definitely try our classic flats because they're something really nice to wear at home. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So what keeps you going? I mean, and, uh, I know you've got the community, you've got the amazing products and what keeps you going and what keeps you motivated and, you know, keep creating new products? Um, 
<laughs> a lot of things. Um, and I, I think um, uh, the primary thing would be, uh, it, it makes us feel really proud and motivated uh, when we see the type of impact uh, we are creating on certain marginalized communities who wouldn't have opportunities otherwise. So we work with um, artisans, local artisans uh, that are that generally work on like daily wages and stuff. And what these guys uh, uh, struggle on a uh, daily basis is they don't know if they are going to have work that particular day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have really unleashed a uh, demand uh, and you know connected a market of demand and supply um, and unlock this demand that in the in the Western market how sustainability is a big thing it's boosting and you know people just don't want mass-produced products made in factories in China or mm -hmm. uh, bulk produce just like the consumers are getting bored of that they want yeah. something that has a lot more story that has a lot more impact they care about the artisan piece. Uh, and they want uh, to see, you know, where their dollars are spending, if whether or not if it makes an impact or if it exploits uh, somebody in a developing country. It's true. Yeah. So um, I think uh, um, just kind of uh, developing or, you know, building, the, uh, creating those economic opportunities for socially marginalized artisans. Yeah. that get ex uh, exploited in the local markets has been a very uh, uh, inspiring thing for all of my, just not for me, but entire team. And you know, mm -hmm. so much traction, even for the customers who buy from us, right? Like they, they go to the site, they fall in love with the product, they love the shoes, but then just having a great good to have story um, is what, you know, just, um really really works no absolutely you 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 got a really great point there you know the motivation is you're providing an income for these folks in pakistan and where they might not know where where their income is coming from where their next job is coming from right exactly Nice, I love it. I, I would love also it. say uh, the um, the other thing would be uh, the type of uh, excitement and uh, we get from our customers. Mm -hmm. So we take around two to three weeks to ship the shoes from the time uh, yeah. somebody places an order from our website. And we have like customers who are like, who just can't wait. They're sending us emails and they're like, I can't wait to get my shoes. I know someone is working on it. I'm fine in waiting it, but yeah. I'm super excited to receive them. So it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, when when you have that conversation going and you're getting feedback, I think that feedback loop is what really motivates. It's almost like uh, you have renewable energy, like literally it's renewable energy. When you get feedback from the customer, you get feedback from the artisans and you're like, all right, this is just going to keep going because <laughs> there's no stopping it. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's so it's so inspiring. You know, um, I was uh, like especially entering like brand new without having any previous knowledge you know how this is going to go and then coming to this point is, is really inspiring because what the truth of the matter is anybody can have an idea have a dream and make it a reality if they just take the steps and you know find 
experts or you know even like just finding resources and, and the beautiful part of, of the century that we're living in mm -hmm. we can literally talk with anybody in any time zone yeah you know it's it's just beautiful i mean you're you're located in uh pacific time zone i'm in the eastern time zone and i've i have conversations where i'm talking to somebody in london somebody in australia mm -hmm. it's just beautiful like the time that we're living in so there is no there's no nothing stopping anybody in taking action yeah but yourself i think our biggest our biggest naysayer are are is like our the self who keeps like pushing us down no 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 what if you get this you know you're afraid of failure and and yeah. you know it's just amazing to see when people like yourself that say no to failure and just go on and and create what's in their mind yeah and um it's it that i certainly agree with that because uh you know we fail at so many things but mm -hmm. What keeps us also kind of what brought us this far is just not stopping to try, right? So you fail, it's it's expected. You're going to try 10 things. You're going to fail at maybe like eight or nine. But that one thing that will work is it's just, you know, it's just going to take you to the next level. Exactly. I mean, like like the example that a lot of people and motivational speakers talk about is Thomas Alva Edison. He's like failed 10,000 times. I mean, we easily give up on the fourth, fifth or 10th or 20th time because it's, it's, um, it's crazy. But, but if you look at children, they will never, they never give up, like literally never give up till they have what they want yeah. or till they figure out how to walk, till they figure out how to, you know, get to the thing that we want. So we got to bring that curiosity. we got to bring that tenacity and perseverance back into our adulthood. So yeah. thank you so much. That was really inspiring. No, thank you for again for having me. It's great talking to you. Absolutely. So 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 we've been talking with Afshan Baz this entire uh, conversation, um, learning about the journey of Fuchsia Shoes and the Kickstarter campaigns, the successful ones, and how she's created a community and created a platform for indigenous artisans to create products for people all around the world. So it's been it's been really awesome. So at this point, what I like to do is I like to ask some questions that tie us together as human beings and uh, brings that hacks and hobbies section around on into uh, connecting with you on a totally different level. So I've got some really short questions. Let's see where we go. All right. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Um, star watching. Star watching. Hmm. Yeah. That that is a really fun one. Uh, I think a couple of, couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, actually, before COVID happened, um, I lead a den of cubs, mm -hmm. cub scouts. So we went star watching. We we they had a setup, outdoor setup. It was really cold, but outdoor setup where they have like four or five different telescopes, and you can look in there. They're you know tracking Jupiter and Mars, and and yeah. there's some. Uh, I think there was some nebula, 
far, far away. Nice. So it's really fun for the kids. And, you know, you come back into the room, the, the, the room before you go out and they talk about, um, the one thing that I noticed is, you know, they have red lights in there because it's easier yeah. on your eyes. So really, really fun. fun exactly. It, it is definitely a lot of fun. I, I used to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, before starting this company but now yeah. you know, I just don't get the time but you know whenever I have time I uh, gather a bunch of friends and we mm -hmm. all go for like stargazing and stuff nice uh, one thing that I discovered uh, around around uh, that because I wanted to take some photos of the nebula and yeah. I put my camera out there and I start seeing these star trails I'm like what's going on am I is my shutter speed too high you know or too low mm -hmm. because you got to keep the camera open long enough to get all that light in yep. and then I realized that no I need a special kind of tripod that follows because the earth is moving and then the yeah. stars are going to move as well so I'm like oh my god this is a whole new area of discovery exactly. that was fun our next question what did you want to be when you were a child um, I, I think I, I don't remember that, but I, it probably has to be a doctor. Mm. Um, when I was growing up, my family has this big craze of, you know, just, you know, like becoming a doctor in Pakistan mm -hmm. and my sister is a doctor. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, I just ended up being an engineer. <laughs> yep. Doctor or engineer, you know, one of those two. <laughs> You're good exactly. Go. Yes. <laughs> And I think now they're saying, oh, there's got to be a lawyer, doctor, like all, all those high paying um, positions. Yeah. But what, what, what's really funny is that nobody focuses on business because that gives you the most freedom and the most income. Like you, you work, you work the same amount of hours, mm -hmm. but you have a lot more scalability. Being a doctor or engineer you're still locked into those eight hours or 40 hours a week. You sure you can work 60, 70 hours, but you're still locked into those 70 hours a week running a business. You can hire a team of 10, 20 people and yeah. immediately scaling that eight hour day into 80 or 800 hours. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really powerful about business. So, uh, there's something I'm teaching my son, like, dude, if you really want to grow, <laughs> this is the way to go yeah and following the passion and then that's one of the reasons why i asked him that the question what did somebody want to be when they were a child and if they were if they had the ability and and um to continue on that path of you know being either being being a musician or being mm -hmm. in that area it it totally changes your perspective of, of the world so yeah thank you all right the next are some my favorite questions what was your favorite movie or TV show? Or if not, and if none, how about a book? Um, what was my, so I have a lot of favorite movies and mm -hmm. usually I get really uh, inspired by um, like, you know, the inspirational movies. Um, mm -hmm. I'm forgetting the name, but it was uh, Mitty. Um, oh yeah, with uh, Ben Stiller. The Ben Stiller one, yes. Mm -hmm. I love that movie and I can watch it like, you know, I, I don't know, like a gazillion times. I just <laughs> loved his adventure. Um, my favorite show 
from recent times would have to be like Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, trust me, I was not going to watch it until I just, you know, decided to after so many years of yeah. getting tortured by my friends and everything. And then when I did, I, I just loved it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in the same boat. My wife started watching the show and I was like, what is this show? Because I'm, I'm really into sci-fi more than anything. Yeah. And then I think it was like three seasons later or four seasons later, my 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 cousins and everybody was talking about it. And like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. So I binge watched it and I was like, okay, this is pretty epic, pretty epic stuff. <laughs> All right, next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Um, I think I would be a uh, Batman. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like how, uh, you know, like he's, he's into business and, you know, he's into saving the world. Yeah. I don't know what would be like a female version of Batman though, but you know, I would a Batwoman. Exactly. Have a TV show around it too. <laughs> um, so the secret life of Walter Mitty would not be a choice that you take <laughs> to play a character. No, I just love watching him though. Just watching him. Yeah. Sometimes you want to be in one situation versus another. I mm. love it. All right. Sweet. So who is your favorite superhero? Um, my, a lot. Uh, but recently, I um, um, uh, Black Panther is my favorite superhero. I got my daughter screaming outside. <laughs> All right. Um, so Black Panther, amazing character. And um, it's really sad to hear about what happened with Patrick um, Bozeman. Um, really sad. I mean, uh, to hear about him going through all of that medications and the, the, the therapies while shooting the movie is just, you know, just puts him on a totally different um, level. Yeah. Give me one second. I'll be right back. No problem. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, 4.30 is their TV time. Oh, she can't wait. Yeah, she, she can wait. I, I took the remote controls away from them, so yeah. you can just uh, you know jump on. All right, next question and the last one. If you were a board game, what would it be? Othello. I'm very black and white. Othello. I, you know, my, my son used to play that game with, with his uncle mm -hmm. in the back, back in the days. And I don't ever remember learning how to play that game, but it sounds really interesting. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Well, Afshan, thank you so much for your time. It, this has been a ton of fun. We got to learn about your experience. What, where can uh, my audience find you? Um, so go to our website, 
fuchsiashoes.com and make sure you're spelling fuchsia correctly. It's F-U-C-H-S-I-A, fuchsia shoes. Um, you can get subscribed to our newsletter and when you get subscribed, you'll receive an email from me. And if you want to respond and get in touch, respond to that and we'll talk. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Afshan. We'll be sure to include the links to the website, to your Facebook page. I think there's one um, on here on the show notes and people can get in touch with you and get some nice looking kicks on their feet. Absolutely. Would be happy to. All right. Thank you so much again. Have a great day. Thank you, Janae. Take care. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 